Hello, everyone. Welcome to my show, Career Startup Podcast, a podcast to spotlight Asian entrepreneurs. And this is your host, Priyanka Kamla. Today, I have with me two fabulous guests joining us from Austin in Texas, here in the United States of America, Shaz and Kix. Shaz and Kix, welcome to my show. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. It's such a pleasure to host you both. So let me give you some introduction about who Shaz and Kiku are. They're part of a brand called Shaz and Kicks, which is a new Ayurvedic-inspired beauty brand founded by these two wonderful sisters. We're so excited to host you on Curry Up Startups podcast. We're very excited to be here. Thank you. So Shaz, if you can just wave your hand. And that's Kiku. Yeah. So Shaz and Kiku, they began production of their new hair care and wellness brand, which is now five weeks in the market. And we're so excited to spotlight on these amazing products that they've created, as well as understand the vision behind them. Now, the best part about this brand is that it celebrates the Indian culture as well as gives back to it and brings more visibility. The brand pays homage to the heritage and the beauty rituals that have been passed on from generations of women in their lives. So really excited to get to know more about uh, you know, what you do and the story behind the brand as well. Yeah, we're excited to share. And to our listeners, we're going to discuss three things with Shaz and Kicks. It's one, as part of the brand, how are they modernizing age-old rituals and formulations while creating a sustainable cycle of production by giving back to the traditional communities? Two, the inspiration behind the brand Shaz and Kicks. And three, how are these wonderful sisters working together to demystify the Ayurvedic beauty and preventative healthcare and helping us succeed as women and celebrating our beauty and our wellness. I think that's uh, really awesome. Now, Shaz, let me get started with you. You're promoting a concept that we don't have to be perfect as women, right? And Ayurveda is something that uh, you know everybody talks about, but it's still an alien term to a lot of people in the Western world. What is the one thing that you're doing to make it more relatable to the US and European markets? Yeah, so I mean, I think you're exactly right. Um, Ayurveda is very, um, you know, we think of, we think that it's a, it's a little foreign to to the Western consumer. Um, we also feel like it has a little bit of a kind of not just foreign, but maybe like spa kind of, you know, a little bit hippie that kind of connotation to um, to the word Ayurveda. So one of the things that we're trying to really do, we're not focusing very much on kind of the word Ayurveda, but we're focusing more on the benefits and like the concepts and the whole idea around holistic care. Um, and so the other the other way that we're really trying to educate is to make sure that we um, convey the science behind it, because in reality, Ayurveda is based on a lot of you know scientific principles, and it's 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 not just a made up thing. <laughs> um, so we've really done tons of research on also the science of both the rituals as well as the ingredients. And so you know I think we're really trying to highlight that so that people understand the why. Um, and then finally, you know, from a brand voice point of view, we're trying to keep it very, our brand voice and our brand aesthetic to be very young and fun versus more spa-like to kind of take a little bit of that connotation out that Ayurveda, Ayurveda can actually be for anybody. You know, definitely a vibrant brand that a lot of 
uh, you know, young people can also relate to. Now, tell me this. Uh, your product recipes are inspired from your grandmother in India. And I know you're from Bengal uh, and you've spent your beautiful summers in the foothills of Himalayas. So tell us about a favorite memory hanging out with your grandparents. Uh, Kiku? Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so we, we spent all of our summers, um, it, both in, both with our paternal and our maternal families. Um, but it's, it's really in our maternal uh, grandparents' home that we learned the power of plants and that Ayurveda holistic life. They uh, lived on this beautiful big property there. Um, it's kind of a little bit of like a rainforest, uh, tropical weather in the foothills of the Himalayas. Uh, and they had, you know, they were both our grandparents were big gardeners and we had beautiful trees. And, you know, one of my favorite things that it was, um, you know, it's kind of the art of the ritual. Our grandmother would wake up very early every single morning and she would go into the garden, uh, collect flowers for, uh, you know, for kind of her, her spiritual uh, religious pujas that she would conduct. And along with that was also collect all different types of herbs and flowers that she would later on um, kind of create different concoctions and mixes um, uh, in the kitchen for all the ladies in the family that would take care of our skin, would take care of our hair. Um, and I've always been, since I was since I was little, a really big beauty junkie, I'm a huge beauty fan. And I've always absolutely loved uh, the process and like kind of following her around uh, and, and really learning about the plants and helping her pick out um, all these different wonderful um, kind of, you know, different herbs that are so beneficial and learning from her and helping her create these different mixes that she would, uh, that she would create for the whole family, all the, all the ladies of the family. So that's definitely, you know, one of my favorite things from my childhood um, that, you know, is, is a big inspiration for our brand. No, that's a nostalgic memory. And as somebody who grew up in India, I used to spend my summers with my grandmother and I would love all these different recipes for skincare that she would use with, you know, turmeric, yogurt and you know, all the wonderful herbs. And uh, it's always a fantastic experience looking back at our childhood. Absolutely. Now, hair care is as important as skincare, right? And in the era of using chemicals and a lot of harsh treatments that really damage our scalp, how did the idea of the brand Shaz and Kicks shape up? Um, I think, you know, so obviously this has been part of the way we grew up from our childhood. So that's always been there. Um, but it was one of those things where kind of the stars aligned. It was a couple of years ago. Um, Shaz had lives, uh, lived in Dubai for many years. I lived with my family in New York City. And, uh, you know, kind of the stars aligned and we both moved back to Texas about two years ago. Um, and, you know, there's a couple of things that were brewing. You know, we both had been out in the corporate world for many years. Um, and, you know, we, we loved working and we loved, uh, you know, that part of our life. But we really were looking for bringing more meaning to it. Um, and so we were we were back home. Our parents live in Texas and Houston. We were visiting our parents, um, you know, kind of our, 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 some of our favorite kind of reunion weekends. And our parents just came back from India. And one of the favorite things we love when our parents come back is my mom does this huge beauty haul of all the different kind of new and old Ayurvedic and like plant-based beauty products that are in India. And so, you know, we were kind of going through all her fun, you know, kind of shopping that she had done. And, you know, kind of very traditionally, she'll always make these um, oil mixes that, again, she learned from her from her mother, our grandmother, um, using kind of different things that she had happened to bring back from India and gave us some nice oil massages myself, Shaz, Shaz has two um, young teenage girls. And so, it's, you know, it's one of those that kind of, you know, we try to really um, uh, bring that, bring the way that we kind of grew up and that collective uh, feeling of women taking care of ourselves. And so we, we do kind of replicate that when we go back home. Um, anyways, I mean, we had some fun family gossip. We ate home cooked, 
you know, meals, did our did our basin and yogurt masks. And at the end of the weekend, me and Chad just felt so good, you know, and we felt like our healthiest and, and we really felt like our hair, whenever we treat it this way specially, um, it feels the healthiest. And a lot of these ingredients don't are not on the mass markets here in the Western world. Uh, they're not products that we use on a daily basis. You know, we buy things from, you know, from the stores that are here. And we really felt like we really wanted to package up everything from this wonderful weekend, you know, which is which wasn't just like one random weekend. It's how, how we always feel whenever we go back home. So kind of taking the, the wonderful ingredients um, of these Ayurvedic formulas and products uh, to really take care of our hair, which we feel like is has been really kind of a gap uh, in the Western markets. You know, there's been a huge involvement and advancements of skincare. Uh, but when it comes to hair care, we still feel like there's a lot of growth and opportunity there. Um, again, kind of the, the whole kind of clean beauty movement is just starting with hair care. Um, and it's been very uh, the same old uh, routine, shampoo, condition, and then a bunch of styling products here, right? So we really felt like there was a space that we could bring, um, you know, bring these concepts that we grew up with. Um, and again, just the joy of female bonds and that collectiveness and really kind of create a brand and ethos around that. Yeah, and I think that, I mean, we have always, always wanted to do something together. Um, and so it was, you know, and you know, like we, we debated about different ideas here and there. And then, you know, after this weekend, it was like, this seems great. Like this actually seems like um, something that could be really feasible. And, uh, and that's how Shaz and Kicks was born. That's an amazing story. Thanks for sharing that. And it's wonderful. You know, a couple of things that I've learned is one, self-care is very critical, especially as women who play multiple roles, right? You know, taking care of ourselves and just our wellness, not just the beauty aspect of it, but feeling good. That feel-good factor is very critical. And two, as you mentioned, the bonding uh, that you get as part of sisterhood, you know, that's something that's that's very, uh, uh, it's, it's hard to just explain it. And I have a sister myself, so I can really relate to what you're saying. And three, and the most important is sharing the wisdom that you have gained from your grandparents and your family to the rest of the people who might be very interested in self-care routines. So mm -hmm. I think those are wonderful uh, pieces of information to share. So thank you for that. Yeah, sure. Now, let's talk about your brand itself. So if you look at Shaz and Kicks, the way you've formulated the logo, you've taken immense care to reflect the femininity and even the hair strand as part of your ampersand. Mm -hmm. But the most important of all is the feeling of inclusivity. You know, that's definitely part of your brand and packaging. Walk us through the thought behind it. Um, yeah, so yeah, we, we absolutely wanted to, you know, you're totally correct. Um, we really wanted to, for it to, even though it comes from a specific culture, like we mentioned, Ayurveda that is for everybody. It is timeless. It is borderless and it's cultureless. Uh, it can be applied to anybody anywhere in the world. Right. So we really wanted to, that was kind of the main focus. And, you know, if you kind of see again, the current, um, hair care landscape and industry here in the U.S. especially, it is very fragmented. Everyone kind of feels like their specific ethnic hair, um, you know, is, is not relatable to another type of ethnic hair or another type of hair uh, uh, characteristic. So we really wanted to kind of bring down those that those kind of, those kind of segments and bring down those barriers. And the, the wonderful thing about Ayurvedic formulas is that it, again, like it is, it, it is for every type of hair texture. And one of the things is, you know, that we, we love kind of sharing is, you know, we kind of get, we kind of get this question of, oh, is it for Indian hair? And there really isn't, there isn't like a, a specific 
trait or characteristic that is Indian hair. It's such a heterogeneous population. There is every type of hair uh, within the spectrum, right? You can have very kinky, coily hair, curly hair, all the way you know, to very straight, uh, you know, very silky hair and everything in between. And that is Indian hair. Um, and that is what kind of the Ayurvedic way of treating that hair has always been able to do. So I think um, really kind of making sure that, uh, you know, whether it be um, within our photo shoots and kind of the the, the models, and we actually use a lot of friends and family uh, within our photo shoots as well, just to make sure that it's just real and it's and then we're using kind of everyday people. We want to showcase it across all various ethnicities and hair types. Um, and then we also, um, you know, kind of our, our packaging, we wanted it to be very explicit and to share the story. You know, we used two women, you know, who are kind of like, you know, kind of in, in, in this forest and their and their hairs are kind of mixed, melding into the forestry and the vegetation around them. Um, and they're, you know, they're kind of tan skin. And we again wanted to, you know, you don't, you don't see that that often, you know, it, it's starting to happen now, but you, uh, you know, in the US you, you see very specific types of models and specific types of illustrations. And we wanted to break down those barriers. We wanted to use women of color that can be relatable to, to anybody. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, so we really use our packaging as um, as a way to tell our story and to bring that importance of, uh, of inclusivity as well. You know, that's the best part about brands like you, Shaz and Kicks, uh, you know, because you can relate to it. You feel like this is something that I could use in my everyday life and put it as part of my routine. So, uh, you know, that's kudos to you both for really thinking through it. And as you mentioned, a lot of global organizations focus on being the perfect woman out there with, you know, amazing hair and amazing skin. But as, as women in our everyday lives, we understand, you know, the challenges that we go through with our skin types and the how and how the, our skin reacts to our changing environmental conditions as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, even things like postpartum, you, you know, like a lot of women um, experience hair loss during postpartum. I think that was one of the, the times in which, um, you know, Kiku was talking a little bit about being a beauty junkie since she was little. Um, that was not me, actually. I like kind of shunned it all. I mean, I have very fond memories of it. And I love the idea of doing it. But when it actually came to it, I was like, oh, it's oily. It's like not feels, it doesn't feel good. And of course, it was really only after um, I had my children. And then, you know, I started having a lot of hair loss. And I mean, I couldn't really find anything that that I could buy in a store that would help me um, and that would help my hair loss. And that's kind of when I went like back to my roots <laughs> from that perspective. But I think, you know, that's another like critical time where I think women have, you know, just a lot of, um, self-doubt and, and just, you know, overall kind of issues and like changes, like so many changes happening in their bodies. They're having to take, you know, their bodies are not their own. So I think that's um, a really important time also for, for that kind of self-care. I agree. Motherhood is a challenging time uh, <laughs> as, part of, as part of your journey and everything changes, be it your lifestyle, your routines, your schedules, and your body takes a lot of uh, adjustment and that's when you have all these kinds of different, um, you know, uh, things that we start thinking about, be it your image, you know, the way you react to things and the way your skin shapes up. So I'm glad, you know, we have a product out there, uh, you know, that can uh, really help us get through our day-to-day -day lives. Now, let's focus on the business model behind Shaz and Kicks. Currently, you're in bootstrap mode. Mm -hmm. What's your vision for success? 
Um, so I think, you know, yeah, you're right. So we're, we're a bootstrap self-funded at this, at this time. I think from a funding point of view, our goal is to try and stay like fund the business, you know, through the business. So self-fund as, as far as possible. Um, I think there's some inflection points that, you know, could happen down the line that, you know, we've been even started talking about a little bit in terms of potentially, you know, bringing our manufacturing in-house or even working with, you know, sustainable kind of like farmers in India to grow some of our hero ingredients. Um, I think those are kind of those inflection points in which we may, you know, decide that we need to go for outside funding. But in terms of our success, I think we'd love to be able to self-fund as, as as far as possible. And and so, you know, it's always kind of that balance between um, between what is that right rate of growth to be able to self-fund. And that's what, you know, I mean, we're only five weeks old, but, you know, we're trying to figure out and uh, trying to plan ahead. That's a great question. And, you know, working with the local community, I think that's uh, really inspiring because you're, it's part of the sustainable business model to give back to the community, which is necessary. And I'm so glad entrepreneurs like you are really taking it up on themselves to create that shift in the needle. Yeah, absolutely. I think that was, you know, besides, besides you know, kind of sharing and celebrating our, our heritage, it was also talking about how we can, how we can, you know, really almost like financially give back, right? So, you know, again, we're, we're just in start mode. So we've been able to work with um, wood artisans uh, who created uh, these wonderful handmade mean wood combs for us. And, uh, you know, we, we have a certain percentage of our give back program that goes directly back to them. And as Shaz says, we right now we do source some of our ingredients from directly from small uh, sustainable Indian farms. We would love to continue to grow that and help build, you know, kind of really um, be part of the economics of, you know, of, of parts of India where we can uh, perhaps, you know, kind of fund and um, uh, help the livelihood directly of farmers and different you know, artisans and all the kind of production that happens around it. So that is definitely a long-term goal of ours is to not just celebrate um, our culture and share it, but also figure out how we can, even through that financially, uh, give back and, and support an economy. Glad to see you're part of a, a larger ecosystem. So uh, best wishes on your endeavors going forward. Now, your products maintain the color and the fragrance as part of your grandmother's original recipes. Mm -hmm. Now, if I may ask you, uh, Shaz and Kiku, what are your top three must-have products and do you have a favorite? Um, so yeah, so we, you know, so we would say, I mean, our, our pre-washes is our is our hero product, and they're they're created for two larger types of hair categories. One that is specifically formulated for dry, frizzy, or curly hair, um, and the other one is for for thin, flat to normal hair. Um, and so, you know, we we love these products. We think that they are absolutely for everybody. And what you know, what why we really kind of push out there, and the tagline is that it, it's your new step one in hair care. Um, is that it? really holistically takes care of your entire hair ecosystem. So there are ingredients that are very beneficial for your hair roots and your follicles. So um, they can be uh, they can be fed the right way and healthy hair grows from the very beginning. Um, and then there's ingredients that really are wonderful for your, for your scalp for it to keep it clean and balanced. And then really beautiful, luxurious oils that really kind of nourish and strengthen your strands. Um, and so I think, you know, we, we would say like kind of our three favorite ingredients uh, for me personally, that uh, that are actually in both that are both in both the um, both the pre washes is 
uh, something like um, neem, which has been is wonderful for antibacterial and anti-inflammatory reasons. It also has proven uh, benefits for uh, help treating dandruff, and we love the fact that you know it's such a super strong ingredient to, when it comes to really taking care of your scalp. Um, then there's something like amla, a great nourishing oil that is wonderful for all types of hair. It's not too heavy. It's not too light. It's, it has a lot of fatty acids in it. Um, and then something like the cocum butter that's specifically in the dry, frizzy, and um, uh, curly hair one. Uh, we love this product. It is so incredibly moisturizing uh, without, again, it being weighed down. And we've really seen, especially um, individuals with curly hair uh, and kind of dry hair really benefit from that cocum butter. Um, so yeah, so I, I would say, you know, kind of my, that those are my three favorite ingredients that we use across the board. Yeah, so for me, I think, you know, as you can probably see, like my hair is very, um, it's very fine and it's very silky and I've never been able to do anything with it. I mean, it just sits. <laughs> um, and so, I, and I think the reason I was so excited about this product is because for somebody who has my texture hair, and I also have a very oily scalp, so I, you know, used to have to really, um, shampoo my hair every day. Otherwise, it like really didn't look very good. Uh, it looked very greasy. And um, so the reason I'm like, I'm so excited about this product. And now we, you know, obviously, we've only been on the market for five weeks, but we have been testing it for the last almost, you know, year and a half to two years. Mm -hmm. um, and I love the fact that um, so for me, my favorite ingredient is the Rita, the soap nut, which is kind of that natural cleanser. But it really, like, I need something that's more of a drying uh, ingredient for, you know, kind of the oils in my scalp versus um, something that's really heavy moisturizing. So that's my favorite. And that's kind of like my, been my hair journey and like my eternal struggle to find something that's, you know, going to volumize and um, just not make my hair so greasy. Thank you for sharing all your favorite ingredients. And I love the fact that these are all natural ingredients, right? Yeah. yeah. Found as part of our growing up days back, uh, you know, in India. So I can totally relate to a lot of things that you're saying. Uh, so as part of your business model, Shaz and Cakes is focused on preventative hair care rather than being in a reactive mode when you see dry and damaged hair, say, for example. Why did you choose this specific business model? Um, so when we were kind of, um, when we were noodling around with the idea, you know, we actually looked at both skin and hair kind of at the same time. And, um, and if you think about like skincare and the evolution of skincare, it really has made that, you know, switch from um, being, being more reactive to being more preventative. And so now there's so many more products on the market that are more um, preventative versus just treating some issue that you're having at the moment. And if you think about like, you know, Korean beauty and kind of, you know, that the whole routine around that, that whole routine is all focused on, you know, preventative. So we, and if, and yeah, I think you could mention this earlier is that when you think about hair care, I mean, traditionally, right, it's shampoo, conditioner and um, styling products. And so there hasn't really been room or there hasn't been kind of those more of those preventative types of 
treatments, if you will. Um, and you know, you start to you are starting to see more, you know, hair masks and hair oils and serums and things like. But there, it's very, very nascent right now. And so we just felt like we could have a much more um, of an impact in terms of uh, education around uh, hair care prevention. Again, based on what we grew up with and what um, what we've you know learned from our mother and our grandmothers and our aunties. So that was you know I mean and we so we actually very very um, deliberately said you know what I think hair care is the area where there's you know both opportunity and there's a real big need for education as well. No, definitely. There's a huge vacuum in this space that you're looking at. Uh, and I'm so glad you're willing to take up on this opportunity and explore how best you can address the needs of the consumer. Mm -hmm. Now, the best part about being an entrepreneur is, um, you know, the journey, you know, trying to figure out what works, what doesn't work in the markets. Now, one thing that I would applaud you both is there's the COVID pandemic and you've released your products five weeks ago. How did you decide on this approach and what are some challenges that you're seeing in order to pivot and be successful in the market amidst these challenging times? Yeah, so we actually, you know, as as we both have now mentioned, we started conceptualizing and started the business technically about two years ago and, and product development took over a year and, and then all that stuff that did that is needed to set up a business. And our, our original timeline was launching in April and this was kind of set for any of the pandemic news that hit us. Um, so when when all that kind of came into fruition starting in early March, um, you know, our, our manufacturer tentatively shut down. We had all of our ingredients that had that had thankfully shipped to our manufacturing center, but they hadn't started, you know, com kind of compounding and actually creating the product. So everything was kind of halted and just like everybody else in, all around the world, we didn't, we didn't know what was going to happen. And of course, when it came to our professional life and, and, and this entrepreneur, entrepreneurial journey that we started, we really started freaking out, right? We didn't know what what was going to happen. Is it going to even be an opportunity for us to launch? Um, and then, of course, the logistics of actually even creating our product. You know, our, our manufacturing center had tentatively shut down. There wasn't a super, you know, specific date that they said they were going to reopen. So there was a lot of unknown, just like how everybody else was, you know, kind of dealing both professionally and personally. Um, so we kind of, you know, uh, kind of, Tucker down and we had to kind of go with the flow. We did really try to refocus uh, during the time and um, really kind of focus on creating community and creating more content, creating more dialogue with the fans and, and growing our community at that time. So that's what we, you know, that's what we really focus on during that time. And um, and then, you know, as things kind of unfolded, uh, we were able to kind of get things up and running and finished uh, by July. And so uh, we kind of reassessed and got reset up and um, and we were going to have our products technically ready by, by the end of July to start selling. And we did feel like this was, you know, even though there are so much uncertainty and, and again, so much sadness that it, that was happening and is happening. Um, but there really is a need and a refocus on general wellness. Right. Again, kind of coming up to the, the same topic we, we just talked about is preventative care. Right. Rather than, you know, uh, whether it be 
nutrition and diet and you know eating the right things from the inside supplements uh, again of course there's the entire body care but people are really wanting to focus on how they can uh, make sure that their whole entire health is set up for success right that they're not getting sick sick that they're not facing damages on their skin or their scalp or their hair so we really felt like this was an opportune time to introduce um, a hair care and wellness brand right so especially for our very first hero product the whole thing is about really being preventative, really trying to not wait till your hair gets super damaged and it needs a reparative mask, right? It's to make sure that you regularly take care of your scalp and your hair, just like you are now doing with your vitamins and your food and your skin. So, um, you know, there was a lot of uncertainty. It was scary, just like, you know, kind of everyone was kind of going through those uncertain, uh, uncertain times of ups and downs. But, you know, we really do feel like, um, you know, there's it, it's created some new opportunities for us uh, where we can really focus on the wellness of your entire hair. I love the attitude, Kiku, you know, in, in times of fear and uncertainty and a lot of unknown variables, especially as a as a new entrepreneur. I'm so glad you're taking it in your stride to really focus on the end consumer needs, which is, um, you know, ourselves. Like, how do we live a holistic, happy life? And these routines, be it skincare and hair care, are just part of our everyday living and are mm -hmm. integral to our lives. So, yes. yeah. yeah. So right now, your business model is, uh, your sales model is direct to consumers. Would consumers be seeing your products anytime soon in the retail markets? So we are exploring a number of different opportunities um, with and partnerships with retail. Um, you know, we'd love to be in kind of that kind of clean uh, retail space. Um, we are also engaging with some partners that are kind. You know, they're smaller, but they have a very very engaged customer base. Um, it's very you know highly curated types of products. So we have a few of those in the works. Um, and then also some of the kind of like the subscription box models. Um, so yeah, so we are exploring these and hopefully maybe, you know, early next year, you might see us. <laughs> That's amazing. We're looking forward to more such, uh, you know, products and, you know, different ways in which you can engage with your consumers. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now I can see the bond between the two sisters, both Shaz and Kiku. You gel along so well. Now tell me, how is it working with two sisters as business partners and what kind of skill sets do you complement? Yeah. Um, yeah, so you know, as Shaz mentioned, we always wanted to do something together. We were actually, we're almost nine years apart. So there is quite a gap between us, but we've always been very, very close since the time we were little. Um, and we, we definitely have um, uh, personality traits that work really kind of are similar and work nicely together. And then kind of some complimentary ones that also just jive well. Um, and, you know, we, we do get this question and people, you know, working with family can be amazing. It can also bring up challenges. But, you know, with Shaz and I, for, for the 35 years that we've known each other, because I'm 35, um, you know, we, we always say that we, we really don't fight. We've had like like maybe five fights our whole entire life. And it's mostly when we were younger and I used to steal her clothes when she was a teenager <laughs> and she's clearly mad at me. So those are really primarily our, our main our main fights. But honestly, like our, our personalities, um, I think we do like to lean on reason and logic. And even when we uh, don't agree on something, we very respectfully try to talk through, um, you know, what 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 is kind of the solution. And I think we're both very solution focused. 
we don't like to get bogged down by um, you know by problems that come all the time, but we very much quickly want to look forward and uh, kind of talk through all the different you know all the different kind of options and solutions. And uh, yeah, you know our our mo is always to be respectful and to be also reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> I like it being respectable and reasonable. Uh, I think those are critical traits that every entrepreneur needs to have when you have co-founders, right? So that's pretty amazing. And I hope, go ahead, Chas. Well, I was just going to say that I, you know, like Kiku was saying that we balance each out other out very well. As you can probably see, she is incredibly passionate and incredibly driven. <laughs> Um, I am much more like a level-headed, calm, calm one. <laughs> so we definitely bring that from like just complementary um, personalities, mm -hmm. you know. So she's like my little Tasmanian devil <laughs> who's always running around like. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I think, um, you know, we are both like, we have the same ethics mm -hmm. when it comes to work, um, the same goals, and just like we're very, very execution focused. And I mm -hmm. think, again, Kiku and I both like I think combined probably have like 30 35 plus years of corporate experience and I think you know we're not like new to new to the business world right and so I think that also helps us a lot because we've just we've had a lot of these kinds of experiences that we can also bring um bring to our own business as well and I love the uh, skills that you bring like me as your, uh, uh, you know, as somebody who's seeing it from the outside, Shaz, I see you as somebody who is very grounded and uh, is, is very level-headed, as you mentioned. And Kiku yeah. is, you know, the vibrant, enthusiastic face and voice who is really <laughs> passionate about, you know, putting those products in the market. Am I right? Yes, you got it. Perfect. Yep. <laughs> I've done my research well now. <laughs> uh, that's really amazing. And I really admire you both as entrepreneurs who are bringing a lot of corporate discipline into your venture and at the same time focused on sustainability and really addressing a problem that you know every woman has to go through in her everyday life so i'm really looking forward to your continued success thank, thank you. you so much thank you so much <laughs> so we have a fun rapid fire round for you are you ready for it yes all right i'm going to go with kiku first given like She's the first one who's like super excited to be on this. <laughs> I get excited about about everything. <laughs> That's a nice skill set to have, right? Being optimistic and being vibrant. We need a lot of people like you, Kiku. <laughs> so you tell me the first thing that comes to your mind when I say the following. Uh, how does your family feel about your success, Kiku? Oh, they're so they're so supportive. So of course, I'll talk about our parents. What you know, we get so much inspiration, support. They've always been such wonderful role models. Um, have it put so much of themselves into us, uh, and they're so so uh, excited and over the moon about uh, you know us kind of starting this journey, and especially that it's connected to our culture. They're they're number one fans. They're, they're number one. <laughs> I totally agree. Our, our parents are our cheerleaders, right? They really see the success and uh, they get it, they get enthusiastic about it because it's all their dreams and everything else is part of the package, right? Yeah. <laughs> so Shaz, if I might ask you, given that you have uh, two kids yourself, how do your kids feel about your products? They are so involved. So if I want to say one thing, it's very involved. You know, they have opinions about everything. Um, they are very involved in our social media strategy, mm -hmm. so they're always advising us on, you know, what to do, what looks good, what doesn't look good, especially for that kind of 
you know, younger, younger generation. Um, yeah, and they're, I mean, I mean, they're so vested in it, you know, and I think they really think of it as, and they're very close to Giku, so they really, they're so vested in it. I mean, they're constantly checking Instagram to see what comments, if there's ever, you know, anything even remotely negative, they take it so personally. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really cute. And I think um, they're just, they're also very, very proud, so. <laughs> That's amazing to hear. And to our listeners, you need to check out the Instagram channel for Shaz and Kex. It's such an amazing channel, and you would see both of these wonderful sisters sharing their daily routines as part of your skincare regime, as well as the real Kiku as well. So, you know, fun things about her favorite products and, you know, the way she thinks about skincare and wellness routines. So, definitely check out Shaz and Kex on their Instagram too. Next question Kiku, role model. Um, you know, I think that it, it's it's really hard to say one role model. I think it's a really exciting time to uh, that 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 kind of kind of globally is happening. I think all the women that are out there that really are leaders and that are driving uh, driving for change, the founders of the Black Lives Matter movement, Greta Gerwig, uh, AOC, all these all these young, uh, really vibrant ladies who really want to make the world better. I think. Um, definitely keep me inspired and, and, and motivate me. Shaz? Um, so similar, I don't have like one answer, but um, I would say, you know, anytime we get kind of down about, you know, what are we going to do about this? What are we going to do about this? I always rely, I listen to, you know, podcasts like yourself, basically podcasts who feature entrepreneurs and um, and take, take us, the listener, through their journey. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, for me, it's just all those badass like women entrepreneurs who kind of paved the way. You know, it's always inspiring to hear other entrepreneurs' journey, right? Because they must have faced a lot of uh, lows and you know failures in their life. The world well, sees their successes, so it's always nice right. to hear what it takes to be an entrepreneur. Yeah, no, I was just gonna say, like, usually, I mean, of course, the the highs are great, right? But really you feel good when you're like, oh, they went through, you know, either something similar or they had a setback and it didn't stop them and look where they are now and, you know, and just kind of how they worked through it. I think it's very inspiring. Thank you. So that was Shaz and Kiku, the founders of Shaz and Kicks, the amazing kick-ass hair care and wellness brand that's out in the markets for everybody to try out. Do you have any parting thoughts to our listeners? No, we just want to say thank you so much for having us. Um, we're, we're so excited to, to be on your podcast and to share our story. And go check us out. <laughs> thank you. And to our listeners out there, we've learned a lot of uh, interesting things about the brand. So I hope you find it very inspiring. Now, there are three key takeaways that we shared with our listeners. And the three key takeaways from our podcast with Shaz and Kicks, co-founders of the wellness brand Shaz and Kicks, are one, focus on products that are sustainable and give back to the community. And two, follow your passion. And the passion started with the recipes from their grandmother and here they are. And three, be respectful and discuss and share opinions with reasonable logic, especially when you have co-founders who are also part of the amazing family. So those are three key takeaways that I wanna share with our listeners. And thank you so much for being on our podcast. And I'm so glad I could get both the sisters right in one place in Austin. So thank you so much for being there for us, uh, Kiko and Chaz. Thank you so much for having us, Priyanka. We had a great time. 
Thank you. And to our listeners, hope you feel inspired by this episode of Curry Up Startup Podcast, a podcast to spotlight Asian entrepreneurs and interesting leaders that I meet in my life. This is your host, Priyanka Komla, signing off until another episode with another interesting guest. Thank you. And please do subscribe to our podcast on YouTube and any of your favorite podcast streaming platforms. And we'll be excited to share another episode with you very soon. Thank you.